Who's tired of bad news? Don't you just want something that makes you smile, laugh, or feel good? Whether you start your day with this podcast or listen when you need a mood boost, your daily chocolate is a quick, calorie-free way to feel good. In less than 15 minutes, you'll hear funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspirational people. Your host, Patty Deutsch, is bound and determined to counterbalance all the negativity that's out there today. Just give yourself a moment to indulge in these bite-sized stories. It'll be good for you. Our military men and women are heroes every day as they not only fight for our freedoms, but protect the freedoms of people and countries all around the world. But when they come out of service, life isn't always that easy for our veterans. Resources are not readily available, and a lot of them are dealing with PTSD, and it can come in so many forms from you know, nightmares to depression. Um, the, the rate of suicides for veterans is unusually high. It can be just a sensitivity to loud sounds, but whatever it is, our veterans deserve our support. And before you say, come on, Patty, I thought this was supposed to be a happy podcast. Let me tell you, it is. I read an article in People Magazine, of all things, in July, a five-page spread about Mr. Marvin Frank. Mr. Frank is a veteran. He served three tours in Iraq a couple decades ago, but came home with incredible issues, uh, incredible PTSD, and really found, well, not only the love of his family saved him, but farming saved him, and specifically being out with the cows. He now is helping other veterans deal with their PTSD through what he calls agritherapy. And I hope you'll be as inspired as I was by our conversation. Mr. Frank, welcome to your daily chocolate. I am honored to have you on with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You know, I, I read your story in People Magazine. Oh my goodness. I mean, first of all, to be <laughs> featured in People, that's pretty darn cool. Thank you. And let me start by saying thank you for your service as well. Thank you. Thank you. Several tours and uh, you came home with um, issues like most veterans did and mm-hmm. kind of found peace or purpose on the farm. And so now you've got Briarwood Cattle Cattle Farms, right? Briarwood Cattle Farms, which is a working farm, but you also uh, mm-hmm. are using it for what you call agrotherapy. Tell me what that means and what it does. Yeah, actually, um, and, and thank you for that too. Um, agrotherapy is just a phrase that using agriculture for therapy and just abbreviated agrotherapy. It's just a, a, a nice catchphrase to grab people um, to understand that we're using agriculture for therapy. Uh, to keep it all natural, just another synonym for the word being natural. So what the, you know, you have veterans coming out there and some veterans have um, incredible PTSD. What are you doing with them and how is it impacting them? Are they milking cows? Are they um, feeding cows? Are they, you know, taking the eggs from the chickens? I mean, what, what do you have them doing? And tell me a little bit about what changes you're seeing for them. That's a great question. The The first thing is introducing everyone to the space mm-hmm. first. One of the biggest parts of dealing with PTSD is knowing where your surrounding area is at, knowing that you're in a safe place and not having to look north, east, south, the west on a 360 swivel all the time. Wow. And the way that we have our farm set up here is set up in a U shape. 
you know, so everything within the U is all of our property. So if you look left and right and behind you, you're in a safe spot. So all you have to do is look forward. The first thing is how the farm is set up. Did you do that intentionally? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. Yes, ma'am. That design is nothing that we naturally create. A military installation is called a FOB, F-O-B, fixed operation base. And my home is basically set up like a fixed operation base because from that point, I can see everything. It's just like me going to um, a restaurant. That way, I, I got to have my back in a certain position and I didn't see the door. I literally have my farm set up that exact same way and it's comfortable for that. So when someone is seeing this, they naturally know what it is when they see it. That's amazing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Both of my <laughs> brothers are in law enforcement, so I understand the reference to keeping your back to the, yes, to the wall and being able to see the door. and. Yes, ma'am. I would never picture that in farming. So that that's an amazing transition. Yes, ma'am. When we bought the property, um, that was the very first thing that me and my wife did. We had a uh, Massey Ferguson 35 tractor. Um, it's an older tractor with a bush hog on it. The property was a cornfield. It's still, they just, the combines just came in and cut the corn off of it. It was just a blank slate, you know, and... Me and my wife, we uh, walked the property, looked at it. We literally stopped and looked at different angles and what would be a comfortable position for us. Yeah. Because I wanted it set up for my mother and my wife. That way, if I'm not here, I wanted them to be able to see things and uh, to be comfortable with that. Because not only just anyone being a veteran, but just people in general want to feel safe. And that was one of the first things I wanted to put together was being safe. So we jumped on that tractor that day and we cut a 100 yard driveway. Our driveway is a hundred yards coming in. And then we set the house behind that. Okay. So that way we could see everything long before coming. And question you asked me earlier about the veterans, that's how we start everything off is we have the guys to come in and they, they back their vehicles in. So that way we just our military style parking or. Right. So that way now they're naturally facing. So we're starting out with our mind concept with everything. And that's that's the direction that we're used to. And that's where it starts and begins. Um, And then we we get out and talk. We don't get into conversations of the in-depth stuff unless that was something that came up. And that's very vague. The thing of it is we try to stay away from the past portion of it, but to let each other know that we're strong, accountable partners for each other. And that's how we move forward with it here at Broadwood California. So is it just being on the farm that's helpful to them or is it working with the animals? So for me, I have real bad anxiety um, and depression and being around people is just not, I'm just not comfortable with that at all. So my wife is my huge support. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, I get so nervous going out. I'm either one always holding her hand or I have to just, you know, I have to have my palm, you know, touching her some kind of way. And that's how we communicate with nonverbals. But I it have to touch you. her mm-hmm, yeah. for being out, you know. So that's something that helps me out in that manner. And my wife understands that. And so getting, reversing that back here to the farm, we get here and we communicate to the animals because they talk to our animals, but they don't judge us for what we've been through mm-hmm. at yeah. all. We could sit there and talk to them. And in my case, the beef cattle are looking forward to us coming to talk to them. So it's like 
them accepting us into the herd. And that is the same simulation as being accepted into the military community or the law enforcement community or something of a sort of brotherhood that we're used to being around for so long. And that's the relation is the cattle is that similarity to the military for me is being in a large platform around. And that creates me with the stability. It makes me feel valuable again. It gives me the sense to um, have a sense of purpose again. Yeah. And on my religious side, that's where I meet the Lord at is at that fence line. I love it. Every day, every day. And so you've talked about having fence line conversations. What is that? Mm-hmm. The fence line conversations, um, let's say for, you know, me and a friend, as a matter of fact, I give example. I had a friend, he's, a, he's my brother now. I never knew him prior to, he's 83 years old. He saw the article too in People Magazine and um, he called me, he said, hey, I really would like to come down and come talk to you and come see your farm. Um, I said, hey, let's do it. You know, we talked through time. They got a chance to know each other. And last weekend, um, he was, he literally showed up, him and his wife. Wow. He's uh, 83 years old, catching up with each other here at the farm. And his wife is in the house talking with my wife. When he came back in, he told his wife something that he never told her and that he kept for 40 years. <gasps> wow. And that happened from just being on the farm and being... With the herd. Having this fence line conversation with you or? Yes. So when we're doing it, we're literally out among with the cattle. So the cattle are grazing right along with us and we're walking along with the herd. Yeah. You know, as they're grazing and you can hear the grass snapping. Yeah. (laughs) And we're right there close with them. And that makes us feel like the leadership we had in the military. It makes us feel like, like those are our soldiers and we get a chance to open up. And that's the relationship, what the farm does to us here for agriculture um, and agrotherapy. Yeah. You can have a conversation that you could trust. That's the word I'm trying to get it there. It, you know, it's a safe conversation of trust and value. And it's safe. It's, it's, it's like what they say about Vegas, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's exactly right. What happens on your farm stays on the farm. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a fix-all. It's not a fix-all, no. but it's a great start. It is a great start for us to gather here, talk with each other, know that we could depend on each other. Yeah. We could talk the synonyms and the acronyms of the military lingo. We could joke and laugh. and Y'all speak the same language. That's exactly right. And we get a chance to come back in and talk to our spouses from that point because we finally got a chance to release whatever that was that we're dealing with. Here's something. So certain times of the year's deployment, mm-hmm. um, certain things have happened at a certain deployment. Mm-hmm. And then the unforgiveness of your, whatever happened there comes back to your mind. is like a cognitive clock that's always coming back. And like, I don't know why I'm frustrated today. And then when you really think about like, oh, that happened on this time. right? And, and that's why we become quiet like that is because We're just trying to figure out how do we get past this? And it's like being in a maze forever. Yeah. All we have is each other that understand being in that maze. Yeah. I mean, I I know soldiers are inevitably tough. You have to be right. And they, they won't ask for help easily. So how do you convince them to come out to the farm and that it's not a sign of weakness if they need help? Or do you even need to do that? Is it just word of mouth and people are saying, I want some farm time with Mr. Frank. 
Well, that's just it, though. Um, I still see my therapist on a regular. <laughs> I'm still part of the talk part, you know, with that. And the thing with me is that I want to be the example of saying it's okay for men to cry. Yeah. I want to be the example to say that, you know, we're all lions and lionesses, but we got thorns in our paws that our paws are so big that we can't get that little thorn out. We need someone to help us to get it out. Yeah. So I, I would be that, that animal to be a sacrifice for that, to save lives. Because if you don't know what you're looking at, you can't help us if you don't know what you're naturally look, looking at. Right. Farming helps us to cre- create a volume of trust with the soil and, and nature. It is just a, a wonderful thing. Let me give you examples. The sounds is calming. Mm-hmm. Um, the wind is a recognition of saying, hey, that we're still alive and it's okay. It's just like us doing this when we're nervous. Right. Being outside with the sun, we get a chance to think on a farm because we don't like being around people. Yeah. And it's quiet on the farm. Yeah. Animals are the, are the um, consistency that they depend on you and you depend on them. The same relationship we had in the military with our soldiers. Our soldiers looked forward to seeing us every day. Our, our soldiers needed us. We needed our soldiers to groom them to be better than us as leaders. Just the same thing that the beef cattle is doing for me. I get a chance to call them. They come to the fence line. Same thing as communicating with my soldiers. I get a chance to uh, give them a treat or, or you know, we're feeding them. Um, and, and they're happy to receive that. And I'm happy to give that because it gives me a strong sense of purpose yeah. every day now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I love that you know your cows, but you also, I mean, this is a working beef farm, right? So you take you take them to become our food. And I, I loved reading about how you actually go and check out the facility to make sure that your cows are going to be treated right. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am a um, huge, huge Temple Grandin follower. I picked that concept up from her. Yeah. And when she did that one time, I was like, oh my God, that's it. Because I have such a bonding relationship with our cattle. I just can't hand my cattle over to someone and then they're going to just abuse the situation. You ready for this part here? It's very similar to war. I can't go back, you know, to or put my soldiers in a situation that's going to harm them in a negative way. Yeah. So it, it takes for the leader to go through that portion first to know what they're coming through at the same time. And that's why I did that. And that's why I do that myself. I love that. My boys, they run the farm. Uh, my wife organized everything, uh, you know, with my injuries of my back and my knee and these migraines I have all the time. My kids are the heartbeat of this farm. Yeah. My wife is the, 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 the heartbeat of this farm. It's not me. It's them. And they're the ones who keep me going every single day. And I have to acknowledge of how much. Much I love my family for that support for that. I love it. I was I was gonna say, you know, I mean, with all the hard things that you've been through and are still going through, you know, what makes you wake up hopeful every day? But I have a feeling you just answered that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, you know, um, my mind races all the time, and I can't. You know, I, I don't sleep much at all. Oh gosh, I don't sleep. I don't sleep much at all, and I can't wait to get up in the morning. You know, so 
I'm literally sitting on a back porch here, you know, watching the sun rise or I'm oh. sitting in the bedroom window peeping out, waiting for the sun because I'm excited for another day. I love that. Excited for another day. And once you get to a point that, you know, you've almost committed suicide, you realize the importance of what life is. Yeah. And now I have to keep myself um, guarded that way. So that way I could share my story with others and help others to know uh, what it's like of going through it and that someone is like yourself is there for us. Yeah. And and speaking of that, I know you've worked with um, organizations like Wounded Warriors. Um, and there's a particular project that you're involved in, Wounded Warriors Talk. Tell me about that. Yes, Mary. Uh, Wounded Warriors Talk is a phenomenal program that I highly recommend the veterans to go to. Wounded Warrior Talk is like a friend um, that will call you at a certain time of the day that you guys set up, you guys talk for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, about your issues. And there is no weight on it at all. There is no, um, you know, someone judging you for what you're going through. They peer you up with someone who's been through what you've been through together. So they give you a talk battle buddy, if I more or less say. And, and um, it helps for you to look forward to want to reach out to that person and that person will reach out to you. And it helps more than you can ever imagine. Um, you could do it as long as you want, you know, to have someone to be there for you. And you can stop it any time that you feel you need to. And I, and I love it. I, I greatly do love it. I actually enrolled myself in it twice. And believe it or not, I would just, I would keep doing it as long as I need that charge. Yeah. Um, that way we can keep this thing going. And it is, it is very important to have it. Knowing that someone is there to understand. Yeah. You know, if you listen to the words, when someone is just about uh, to commit suicide or they leave with no, yeah, have you noticed the number one thing to say is no one never listened to me at all? Oh, gosh. That is the purpose of what talk is all about. Yeah. Someone will listen to you. And understands what you're going through. Because you can talk to a family member. I mean, clearly your family is very dialed in, but for some, they come home and they talk to the family that, and the attitude is kind of like, just get over it. You know, if, sure. if you get back to your normal activities, you won't have to worry about this. And it sounds like you've got great support, you know, folks who understand what you're going through. Here's something to look into right here. If someone's been into a car accident before, civilian person, and they get into a car accident with an 18-wheeler truck, let's use that for example. They uh, came out of it, uh, okay, they rehab. And turn around and got a new car again. Yeah. Um, now they're driving down the road, you know, time passes, you know, they, right. they're driving down the road and um, they might have the girlfriend or, you know, a loved one in the car with them and they're driving. And on the opposite side of the road is coming another 18 wheeler truck and they're on the opposite side. And all of a sudden that person's mind, they will go, their hand will go on 10 and two on their steering wheel. And foot on the brake. You know, the person on the faster side has no idea what's going on right. here at all. And the heart and the heart racing, for sure. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So now that person is dealing with something right now. The pastor has no idea what's going on. I get you. But they they address that and they move forward past it. Yeah. Now the question of the day is who is helping that person acknowledge that situation? Well, it's going to take for someone to set the example and be the example. Yeah. 
and to be the sacrifice. And that's what I want to do for my brothers and sisters that are dealing with global war. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Show people what it's like and how we're dealing with it because it's it's quite different, you know, right. to deal with that. Yeah. So October is Suicide Prevention Month. And you've talked a lot about that already. But what what words of advice do you have for those who are struggling? Yes, ma'am. Great question. You're loved. You are appreciated and you're valued. We have to learn to trust someone a little bit at a time and then we can get back to the normal. And if we can handle a situation, we can. If we cannot handle it, it's okay to say no. Let our yes be yes and our no be no. That way we can control the situation instead of putting too much on our plate and then we're failing. 90% of dealing with PTSD is failing someone because we're in the military for so long, we're always looking at the yes. Right. Everything, can you accomplish this? Yes. Can you make that happen? Yes. Yes. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of the word yes. When you get out of the military, you hear three words you don't like, and that's no, denial, and rejection. Mm -hmm. And remember, for all of those years, I never heard those words before. Right. And and now I'm hearing no denial and being rejected. And that's what creates the downward arrow of your demeanor, of your mind concept. And then we walk around with our brows like this all the time. We're not mad. We're just confused on how to get to the yes. Right. Because for so many years, being a subject matter expert, we're just that professional person who received nothing but yes, nothing but attaboys, nothing but a great job. And now try to become this person and you feel so bad about it and you feel as if you're failing. And that is one of the biggest parts to realize you're not failing. Yeah. Find the resources will help us get through it is the resources. And I think as you've talked about before, having somebody to talk to who understands what you've been through is key, right? Which is exactly right. Whether it's Wounded Warriors Talk or a therapist, mm-hmm. or a brother who you've served with or have just met, but understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why I like Wounded Warrior Talk so much is because our therapists that we deal with, they rotate so much. And when you build a relationship with someone and then they're gone, yeah. then you got to start all over again with someone you don't know. Yeah. And then that creates like, you know what, you know, just forget it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, just, just forget it. Yeah. Well, at least with Wounded Warrior Talk in increments, I could build this up and, and move forward. Awesome. Well, I will certainly put a link to Briarwood Cattle Farms in the show notes. Thank you. And I know that you're hoping someday to have a nonprofit where people can donate to help uh, veterans experience agrotherapy on your property. Yes, ma'am. I love that. And I always like to finish with, you know, kind of a few Quick and easy questions. The first thing that comes to mind, yeah, uh, lighten things up a little bit. So, which cow is your favorite? Uh, number seventeen. <laughs> you really do have one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, number seventeen. Actually, I got two. Number seventeen and number seven. Uh, number seven is a bull that's named after my father's pickup truck, <laughs> and um, number seventeen is the alpha female. She follows me everywhere I go. Yeah. And what about Daisy? <laughs> Oh man, Daisy. So Daisy's named after my grandmother, uh-huh. right? And um, Daisy's another one that falls behind 17 all the time. Okay. So, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Mr. <laughs> Frank, who inspires you? Oh, man. Um, I have quite a few people that inspire me. Number one is my wife inspires me. One, I have a mentor named Mr. Harrison Campbell. Uh, he inspires me. And then, of course, man, the Lord inspires me the most. That is it. Yeah. And what makes you laugh? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I struggle with that a lot. I'm learning to get into comedy. Ah. I'm trying to get into comedy. Like Keyword doing is learning. comedy or listening to comedy? Listening to it. I, like I hardly listen to look at TV or anything like that. It's just, I don't know. I just, I don't trust anything, you know? So I'm trying to, my wife has me in increments. We listen to comedy. So I'm trying to learn to laugh again. I, I am. But I'm struggling, but I am trying to. You have a favorite comic that, that is really doing it for you? Yeah, his name is Earthquake. Yeah, he's a comedian named oh. Earthquake. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of him. All right. <laughs> My wife is very funny. Now, Tanisha is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Is she? She is. Yes. Like, like she tells jokes or she's just a funny person? Both. Both. Yes, okay. Tanisha, she can light up the whole room and she can keep you laughing all day long. Yes. All right. So how do you like your steak? Uh, I like my steak medium well. I don't <laughs> like it well done anymore. I used to like it well done until I started learning beef. And I think it's you're wasting your steak by getting it well done. It makes it too hard and you start yeah. to shake the whole table. So yeah. <laughs> you can't enjoy the flavor of the steak. You got to do it medium well. All right. And because this is called your daily chocolate, what's your favorite chocolate? Uh, Hershey's Kiss. Really? Mm-hmm. Just the basic? Mm-hmm. It's the basic right. kiss. I've been to Germany and Germany has a dark chocolate there. I, it's like a cocoa chocolate. I just cannot find here in the United States. And that oh. is really good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who the uh, maker was? Or? I don't. You know, in Germany, that's all they have there is it's right. the chocolate factories everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really good. Yeah. What about yours? What's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. Um, I love dark chocolate. Yes. And um, especially if it's got something like caramel in it. I love that. Okay. I like that, too. Yeah. A little bit of dark chocolate every day, I think, is good for you. Oh, I like that. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Mr. Frank, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And I... I wish you all the best and um, hats off to you for what you're doing for the veterans and for your cows. Um, I, I just love that story. And um, we'll make sure that folks know how to get your beef and chicken and pork. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate this. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I am so grateful for Mr. Frank's service and for his service now to help veterans. Um, And if there's a veteran listening or if you know a veteran, make sure that they hear his words. You are loved, you are appreciated, you are valued, and find somebody who can listen to you. Hey, I don't normally do this, but uh, Mr. Frank's wife made me aware of a need that he has um, for a a UTV or a side-by-side vehicle to help bring veterans around the farmland, especially those who have mobility issues. If you know of somebody who can donate one, get one to them in North Carolina, 
uh, reach out to me or I'll have uh, his contact information in the show notes. And that would be really helpful, I know. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, give me a review. Feel free to share it with people who you think need to hear this message. And stay tuned or tune in, I should say, next week as we uh, celebrate National Spread Joy Day with somebody who has actually written a book that does exactly that. I hope you'll join me. Have a great week.